Welcome to the TMS podcast with um, Ember. What up, y'all? I'm Peyton Buckner, aka Ember, and you can follow me on all socials at Ember Official, and you can find my music on all platforms. Wow, I'm Joseph. Uh, with my, I'm one of the co-presidents of TMS podcast with uh, Kevin. Okay, and we're like we said, we're here with DJ Ember today, so. Just uh, kind of introduce yourself. What's your name? Uh, what do you do? Yeah, your real name. My real name is Peyton. No, uh, real name. My, my real name is Michael Peyton Buckmiller. <laughs> and um, basically, I've been doing music for about five years. And I just started like truly getting into like the professional scene of the music. I'm still working on it, trying to build a fan base. But yeah, no, it's exciting times. I mean, I'm starting to... My music's starting to really get professional away and yeah so that's going that's how it's going so far so uh recently you've uh, you were admitted to college what where where are you going okay so um i haven't made that decision yet but my top two are utah and oregon <laughs> and um both of those i'm going to college there for business and a minoring in music production because um because I'm, what I'm trying to do is with the business aspect, you need to learn those. You just need to learn that those skills you can get from those colleges, and you can put that into your um, like your profile. Like for example, like my name is Ember. That's like my business. So I'm running that as a business. It's it's like my image online, and then obviously I'm gonna be working in the music production classes to help like improve my skills, because. I'm always trying to get better every day, so yeah. Wow, motivational. So with you creating a brand at Ember, are you gonna be like a influencer and make like merch and plug stuff like that? I mean, I gotta, I gotta start, I gotta build a fan base before I can uh, get merch. But merch will definitely happen once I, I, I gotta evolve my, I, I gotta like, I'm, I gotta make more stuff. Like my right now, my stuff isn't out there. I mean, I used to be under Bucky Beats, and but. We that was that was like a early time in my career. So now we switched up to Ember. We're making new music, building the fan base, and then as time comes on and it seems like the right time to release merch, that's what's that's what's gonna happen. Cause you can't release merch when like you don't know if it's not a guarantee if someone's gonna buy it. The only time the best time to release merch is when you know people are there and people are gonna want to buy it. So you it's just you can't that's it's a money making thing. So yeah. That's that, that good business mindset. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like it. So, I just, uh, what kind of, what got you into music? What inspired you to start? Um, what inspired me? I'd say my eighth grade music teacher. I took a, I took an elective. It was, it's a funny story. Well, not a funny story, but like just, it's an inspiring story. I'd say. So I mean, I'm in my eighth grade music course, and it's just an elective. Like you're forced to take the, these four electives every quarter, and that was one I just chose. I'm like. Okay, let me try this out. And there, my original teacher, he was there for about a week or two, showing me these cool exercises. I'm like, all right, this is kind of cool. Well, he actually got fired the next week. So then, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, unfortunate. Yeah, no, I was like, so what's going on here? And the next, it, it took us about a week before we got another teacher. And from there on, we, um, I was like, okay is this teacher like gonna be any better turns out she was amazing she taught us so many different genres and like ideas she taught me how to use my music software i use which is logic pro 
and yeah, no, she's tr- she truly inspired me to get into the music scene. And she said, she told me that the music you're making right now is like it's perfect for like EDM and like the performance. So that's kind of how it got into EDM. And I started working and working, and I, I was kind of a bummed because like after Dawson, I didn't really have a class to work it. So ever since then, I've been self taught through YouTube lessons and stuff. And but I always I always look back and I always thank her because like she truly inspired me to get into music. So yeah, that's the story of uh, how Ember was made. I, I just gotta say, Bucky Beats, in my opinion, is way better than Ember. Um, I I I'm pretty sure people, you know people agree with me too. Yeah, no, it, it's 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 very controversial. The, the change was very controversial because everybody, I mean, freshman year t- till like this year, it was all Bucky Beats, Bucky Beats. It's more memorable, I do have to say, but at the same time, I feel like it just wasn't it wasn't professional. It, it like it's not it sounds sometimes I do think it sounds like it was made in middle school, which or freshman year. It just doesn't seem like a the right stage name for like an EDM producer. Also like Ember, like it kinda matches my style of music, which is heavy dubstep and like in future bass. That matches more like Bucky Beats would be more like a record producer like within the hip hop scene. It just doesn't match my music, so that's why I feel like I needed to make the change. But I, a bunch of people didn't uh, disagree, and I understand that. Like it, and at, maybe Ember isn't my fe- for sure or forever name. I don't know. It's just for now, I'm gonna keep it because I think it's going somewhere. But you never know. Life changes all the time. So I mean, you know, you're always gonna have the haters, and you can't let them affect the decisions you want to make. Yeah. If you make the name, I kind of like Ember. It kind of has that, you know. We're small right now. It's like an ember. And maybe one day you'll be big. You'll be like, you know, a house fire or something. <laughs> <laughs> who, knows, who knows where that will go? But, yeah. Uh, we respect it. We respect it. But as, as us fans, we, we're definitely sad that with the name. I don't know. Not, not all fans. Some fans Okay. Are See, that, no, that's, unless a, he, that's a hater. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, you're never, no one, not everybody's going to be happy with what you do. Not every single song you produce, exactly. not everybody is going to like that song. I mean, you, you, you got it. For me, I mean, here's the problem with, with my – in high school, EDM is not the, the biggest genre of music you make. Like very small people – very small amounts of people like EDM. And that was my main issue because I would go – I would look and see my, all of my other friends making music. And like they made like rap music and stuff. And they, but they're getting like way more streams. And I'm like, what's going on here? But then I, I had to look back. I'm like, EDM is not the popular – music choice in high school so of course you're not going to get as many streams but you gotta for me i mean it's just self-drive I, i'm gonna keep pushing because i know eventually i'm gonna get to that age group where they're gonna like it and i just got to keep expanding and keep working on my craft so that's why i had a i mean there was a long break before i started before i started making more music and now i'm recently making a lot more music i mean i I have a song coming out next Friday, so I mean, oh, that's right. We're excited, we're excited. Yeah, no, but it, it's just it's a it's really drive, and it, it's just you gotta be motivated because you know there's gonna be people out there gonna be like, oh, your music sucks, mm-hmm. and I you gotta be able to deal with that because if you can't deal with that, you're never gonna get anywhere. Like, there's professionals, there's the best of the best out there, and there's people that are hating saying their music sucks. Like, you're never gonna be have that perfect one hundred satis- satisfaction rate. You know what I mean? You just gotta do what you uh, what you enjoy, what you like. Exactly. Um. Well, with with the uh, you know how how your music career is going so far, how do you how do you see yourself in like five years, ten years? 
Yeah, it's a in long, the future. I mean, it's a long time. You, you never know. You never know when, like, a song. You can make a song and it just pops up and just blows mm-hmm. up. Like, I think of, like, it's kind of a weird analogy, but I feel like when you're making music, like, you're fishing. You, you never know which one's going to – you never know when the fish is going to bite. And when that fish bites, sometimes it, it only happens, like, once with one song. And then you got to go back to the drawing board and figure out what people are like. Sometimes you get people get hooked and they they keep coming back. So I really don't know. I mean, I just got to I feel like I just need to keep making music and keep building a fan base. I feel like college is going to help with that. Get a bunch of new different people that'll hear your music and hopefully grow. Hopefully my fan base will grow eventually. And I don't know. You, it's I've seen DJs. It takes them five six years until they like start really blowing up and in those five to six years they work super super hard and it takes time i mean it's not going to happen overnight sometimes people get lucky and it does but you can't rely on luck in the music industry you really just got to keep grinding and but that the most important thing i feel is you need to make like kevin said earlier you need to make something you love if you can't be peer pressured into making music that you don't want or you don't like because then you're not gonna have fun in that like if you're ma- if you're choosing music as a, your job, you're choosing it because you enjoy the music you're making and you enjoy making others feel that way. Yeah, you're not like not in it for the money or anything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's pretty much sums it up. I mean, you can ask most professional DJs nowadays; they're they're doing it because they enjoy their job and like it's not even a job to them. It's just a lifestyle. <laughs> I mean, they're they're just enjoying going to different performances and seeing the crowd's reactions to music they make. It's that simple. But yeah. Now that lifestyle can be crazy. I remember I was watching this video with uh, what's his name, the uh, the DJ that lives in town here, long hair. Oh, Stevie Oki. Stevie Oki. He was watching this and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I kind, I kind of, he does it for the lifestyle." And he was talking. He lives on a like he lives on his private jet most of the year, and he gets like three hours of sleep a day, but he loves it because he's being able to perform, you know, in the Car- the Caribbean. When tomorrow he's in London or something crazy yeah. like that. So I mean, I can understand that. It'd be kind of a cool crazy lifestyle that's funny that you say that because he's one of the craziest DJs out there he has this I don't know if you know this but he has this ritual every performance he has he brings like five or six cakes and he'll chuck them in the crowd at people that's crazy people will bring signs saying saying like throw the cake at me and he will literally chuck it at you and it's it's like one of the craziest things but like that's like Sometimes DJs like, have special stuff like that that makes them like stand out. That's one thing that makes them stand out from the others. I mean, his performances are like they're famous for being like crazy and rowdy like that, and pe- that will, that will attract people to like their performances. But no, yeah, it, it's so there's a bunch of DJs out there that have like these specific things. Like there's this big dubstep DJ named Excision. He's very he's known for his production is out through the roof. He's got fireworks, lasers everywhere. Fireworks. Yeah, and he wow. it, it attracts people and it makes his name bigger. And I mean, that's the thing. When you have really strong performances, people are going to be like, I remember that dude. I'm probably going to look up his music online. That's how you get more streams. Yeah. Simple like that. So a lot of these like DJs, at least I've seen, they're like, uh, I don't know, they have like big performances with lots of people. Do you think that stuff is going to be coming back like after COVID and stuff like that? Or? Oh, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. I, it's just, that's, I mean, Especially when you live in Vegas. I mean, Vegas has got to be one of the capitals of the world when it comes to, like, EDM music. That's just... 
you got EDC, you got Life is Beautiful, you got all these clubs downtown. I mean, everybody's always coming to see these guys, and yeah, no, 100%. Uh, you were talking about the, the uh, each DJ out there has their own traditions you know, during the performances. Have you ever thought about what kind of you know traditions you want for your crowd? I actually, I mean, I haven't. I haven't really had a true DJ performance. I mean, right, as of right now. Prom twenty twenty-two. It's gonna no, come. but like I, as of right now, I've only had a bunch of DJ gigs, but I haven't. I haven't had like a true performance mm-hmm. where I can like play that EDM music. I'm hoping that could be soon, eventually, but I haven't really thought about that. I mean, I'm, I'm just. I don't know. I I really like. I like the. If I were to have performances, I would have a bunch. I would have a mixture of genres. I mean, I'd start off with like that dubstep headbanger stuff to get like people to get people excited, get up, right? and then you yeah. kind of transition into like the the more calm future bass stuff. Okay. I don't know. I would have it, it. It would be a mixture of a bunch of genres because I feel like if some DJs they'll be playing the same genre the whole performance, it gets old. Yeah. I can't play. A million tracks that are dubstep because it's gonna get old and people are gonna get. It, that's a, that's a funny thing you say because, um, like some DJs, when you're DJing, you have to like you kind of control the crowd in a way. You have to play songs strategically because you can't have the crowd like will get tired if you keep playing drop after drop after drop. You gotta have you gotta play like I have a rule in mind where I play three like maybe dubstep drops in a, in a row and then I'll s- transition into like a smooth drop or a, a smooth like song and then into a drop and then maybe two drops in a row. I don't, y- y- there's a system to it, you know, but um, that's kind of, ha- that's, that's a little behind the scenes on like how those performances work. Like you have to like, f- you, you got to know what the crowd's feeling. Well, that's kind of interesting because that that's makes cool. it, it makes it more like, it makes it a lot harder than people think it is because a lot of people think, you know, especially DJ and there's like, I can do that. I can go up there and play songs, but it's like, oh, as yeah. you just said, it's about you got to control the crowd and what people are doing and how they're feeling and stuff. Absolutely, that I makes mean, it ten times harder. Well, you're, the thing when like when you're up there DJing, you you are playing, you're looking in like your screens and you have you're putting three and four songs in advance, Whoa. and it's like you're you're not just click, click and play and then okay next song play and then no you you gotta you gotta do it in advance, and. It takes a lot of prep work before the performance because you gotta know what songs you're playing. You gotta know what what they sound like, because if you don't know what they're gonna sound like and you try to transition, it might sound like crap. You know what I mean? But um, it takes a lot of prep. Yeah. I mean, who for for maybe like EDM listeners out there? What kind of like, what, who are some some of your uh, you know role models or inspirations when it comes to? Yeah, energy. Yeah. So, um, I mean, my favorite DJ out there, it's Elenium. I'm sure a lot of people that know me will know that. The baseball jerseys. Yeah, I mean, he's... Wow, a lot of them. He's famous He's he's famous for, like, his 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 crowd. I mean, and that's the thing. He came up... Um, his story is pretty incredible, actually. I mean, he used to be, um, used to be a drug addict in Denver, and his, his way out of trying to... His way out of his addiction was to make beats on his computer and he eventually got out of his addiction and through his beats and his rising popularity online he um he just grew and grew and grew and he had a pl- he had plenty of haters out there because he was one of the first du- future based um 
artists out there and a bunch of people were questioning like what type of music like what is this but he kept going and going and um now he's headlining a plenty of festivals i mean he, he headlined he was a, a co-headliner for life is beautiful last year or this year actually and um he's I mean, he's one of my role models there's another dj called nitty gritty and the reason yeah. i talk about him a lot <laughs> um the reason why i like him is because he makes every genre out there and one of his one of his sayings um his main phrase is it's, it's not his but it's a phrase he uses is all um all be a jock of all traits or jack of all traits and <laughs> and not a master of, a master of none sorry i screwed that one up a jack of all traits and a master of none and the reason he says that is cuz he he loves making every single genre out there cuz he feels like if you're making the same genre it's going to get old if you make multiple genres you're going to keep your fan base wondering like ooh What's this? What's this song gonna be like? I, I don't know what it's gonna be, but I'm excited to hear it. Like he, I mean, he makes dubstep, rap, house music, normal EDM, future bass. He makes it all, and that's something that I'm trying to look into because like, <clears throat> I feel like sometimes I get wrapped up in just like one genre. I'm like, oh, I love this genre. I'm gonna make it, but at, but if you make it over and over again, I mean, I've heard this in the past, and it's it's very true. Where I've made some songs, and you're like. And they say, "Oh, that sounds like your last song," and I, at at the time, I'm like, "I don't, I don't hear it," but then I, looking back, I'm like, "No, they're right. It it, it gets repetitive," and you're like, "Because I'm because at the time I was thinking like, oh, that's my sound,' but if I make that every song, people, it's gonna get boring. It's not gonna bring any excitement to the song. So yeah. Well, I like that idea of him being like a jack of all trades type of thing. Is like nowadays you have people that are like, oh, you know. You should, you should like only do one thing and that should be what you focus on. Yeah. Especially like now, I feel like now as we're going to college, people are like, oh, you gotta, you gotta figure out your major, like what you're gonna be doing for the rest of your life and stuff like that. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's better to be like nitty gritty and do multiple things. Exactly. You always, you always have different doors to open, different opportunities to chase, mm-hmm. different things to do. No, exactly. Um, yeah, no, you pretty much summed it up there. <laughs> so, like, if, what's your, if you had to pick, though, like, what's your favorite genre of music to make? My favorite genre of music? I'd say house Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me guess. Yeah. How'd you know? <laughs> but, I mean, well, here, but there's the thing. Um, I mean, a bunch of people out there that don't know, like, of true EDM, there are so many genres of EDM out there. There's, there's so many, or sub-genres, I'd say. I mean, like... I, there's a difference, like there's a major difference between a dubstep song and a house music song. Like, <laughs> it's it's, it, but I'd say at the moment right now I've been making a lot of dubstep and future bass. I mean those are my top two. I'm trying to get into like some trap music, and then. I like trap music. Would be good. I've been messing a little bit with rap, although I haven't. Like remixing or rapping? No, no I'm not rapping. I have some. <laughs> fr- I have some friends for that, but um, <clears throat> I've actually. I've been going kind of crazy in the remix industry because that's usually how um, that's how um, most of the main DJs like that's how they got famous is through their remixes. Well, that's what a lot of like popular songs that I've seen like the I can't even think of one right now, but like this is like the top song. It's like a remix. Oh yeah, no, I mean there's um, I mean most on like on TikTok all the songs that are like on they're there, all remixes. they're all remixes, and there's so many artists that have gotten famous on TikTok. I mean. I feel like I, I feel like I should probably 
try that out. Maybe like try advertising on TikTok. I don't really know how, but you can drop your song on a TikTok or something. Exactly. Yeah, I should try to figure it out. Like a challenge, yeah. challenge trend. That, that's the ultimate goal is trying to make a TikTok trend. That's a lot. But yeah. That's that's cool. I think it'd be one day we can have a famous DJ, famous TikToker, Ember. <laughs> famous TikToker. I don't know about that one. Um, a lot of young people coming up and always like, oh, aren't you that guy from TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty funny, yeah. I mean, do you want to hear that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're at EDC. <laughs> I know that guy from TikTok. <laughs> no, that'd be pretty funny. Well, that's probably what like Addison and Eddie feels like. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she makes she makes music too. Uh, also, oh, like, just like Nixie D'Amelio. Oh yeah, how do you, how do you feel about <laughs> from a musician standpoint? How do you feel about her music? Yeah, since you're trying to transfer to TikTok, <laughs> how do you feel about TikTok trying to get into music? You know? How do you feel about that? You know, Addison Rae. You know, there's actually, I mean, they try. But, I mean, there's... They, they try. I'll give them credit. Yeah. Although, there's actually one. Her name's, like, Nessa Barrett. She's actually not that bad. And, no, she, she's not that bad. It, it, I appreciate them trying. The one thing I don't... I don't feel is is like somewhat fair is that fact that they get millions of streams. <coughs> Sorry. Sorry, I got a little bit of a cough. No, they got like <laughs> they get millions of streams. And these small artists that have been working for years getting like nothing and it's kinda of tough. Maybe they, should, maybe they should send their songs to uh, there's this uh, you were showing me the other day Shaq's email his, oh. uh, his email yeah. play, play your uh, play your music I, I didn't even know Shaq was a was a DJ Shaq before, is before Shaq is one of he's oh my the guy is amazing cause he's out there one of his true passions is DJing he's a big dubstep guy but he I was showing Joe the other day he's got an email that he posts on, on his Instagram he's like I don't care if you have three followers or 30 million. If your music's good, I'll play it in my DJ set. And I sent over my music over there, and hopefully he plays it in one of his sets. That'd be super sick. But, like, the fact is that he, he loves to support small creators. I mean, he's got collabs with – I mean, there's this guy, Nazar. He's a dubstep artist. He's got – he's about 3,000 3, monthly listeners, about 15K followers on Instagram. And he's got a collab with Shaq. I mean, oh, that's actually sick. Yeah, and, like, and he Shaq loves to uh, collab with these small creators because he feels like he's doing his part in like helping make their lives better. And in exchange, like they're getting a song with Shaq. I mean, that's awesome. Like that's that's one of my that's definitely one of my go to collabs. One day, so I try to collab with Shaq. I think that that'd be really cool. And as we've seen, it's possible. I mean, it's not like I have to have thirty million followers. Like. That was his main point, is he doesn't care if you're small or big. If you make good music, he's interested. And that people like that in the industry, that's that's what you love to see. And, I mean, like that happens with like, even Elenium. Elenium hosts these um, remix competitions on this website. It's like I've entered in a couple. And when you win, the first place gets they – they get a post from Elenium. They, and they get posted on this YouTube channel called Proximity. Which has oh, I've seen, oh, I've seen that. that. Yeah, huge. proximity yeah. has thirty million subs, and you get a post on their on their account. Does Elenium run proximity? Or? No, he doesn't. But um, he that's actually he got a remix on there really early, and that's kind of what built him up. So the fact that he hosts those competitions, 
that like not only that that that's the main prize to me honestly is the publicity but you also get like all these like software things these professional equipment so you it's it's definitely worth it um entering those competitions but I, the publicity is the, the best part about it but yeah all these big djs helping the smaller creators it's it really helps because i mean the music industry is tough i mean spotify and like all apple music they all pay like i think it's 0. 0.007 per stream and it, that's like horrible so if you're a small creator you're not making any money off your your music streams and it's there's there's a there's a big gap i mean it's it's very difficult until like once you start getting booked at festivals that's when you start making like the true money cuz the, the festivals they'll pay you even if you're small they they're, they're going to pay you you might but it all depends on like the, the time slot like at most festivals like i don't know school EDC 3 p.m. is probably like the earliest they go I've seen some of those, and it's like two people in the crowd. Exactly. <laughs> at, at, the end, at the end of the day, you, if you're at if you're playing at DC, you've won. Yeah. But um, yeah, and so obviously they're probably not getting paid as much as the person that's going at like 11 p.m. or 12 p.m. because those are usually the headliners, and those headliners that when I tell you they get paid a good amount, they get paid a good amount. They get paid millions, yeah. Oh no, yeah, no. Some some like marshmallow, like they'll get paid a million a night. So it's. It's ridiculous. That, that that's the one thing everybody always says. If, if like when you, when you go down on the strip and you see all these DJs on billboards, if you've made it to Vegas, you've made it as a DJ because D- Vegas chooses the best of the best DJs to get in those nightclubs and stuff. Oh, I would imagine. But yeah, no. So you, it really depends on like you're you just got to keep working your way up. I mean, once you make it to the festivals, that's when the fun begins because you're even even the early slots. Sometimes you are gonna get big crowds. I mean, I. I've gone to Life is Beautiful before, and I've been there at 4 p.m. in, like, the Rave Cave, and there's a small DJ I've never heard of, but he's got probably maybe 2,000 people in the crowd. That's that's probably bigger than he's – that's probably the biggest crowd he's ever had. And even though it's, it's like, not, like, the sold-out crowd that he probably wanted, still publicity. Yeah. No, it's – Well, I want to steer away from music, but last question. No, well, like – you said go to the song coming out. I do. When's it coming out? Let's get, let's get just a general background on this song. Okay. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh... so this song that's coming out, it's going to be coming out January 28th, so next Friday. Okay. And it's called Ruckus. Ruckus. And the reason why it's called Ruckus is it's, it's a dubstep song, and it's, it's, very, it's a very energetic song. Like You feel like you're going through... You're gonna get pumped up when you hear it. I'm, let, I'm telling you right now, you're gonna get pumped up. Is it, is it gonna stay on my playlist for a week I mean, at least? That's up to you. <laughs> I don't really care as long if you if you stream my music, that's a win for me. One stream is a win for me. I don't care. Hey, I, I used to stream my Miami South a lot until right. you took it down. That's fair. That's fair. No, um, but I'm excited for this one because this, I mean, every time I release a song, I feel like it's getting it's sounding more and more professional as time goes. This one, I, I truly believe it's sounding professional. I mean, I've already sent it to a couple DJ, not a couple, I'd say maybe like 10 or 12 DJs. Because wow. that, that's one thing that in, in the DJ industry is when they, when people make work, they send it to other people so they can play it in their performances. That's cool. And so I've sent it to a couple people and to see if they will play it. I haven't got any responses yet. I didn't expect to. It's a free roll. I don't really care. But no, I'm excited to, to show this out. I mean, 
I, it's gonna it's a dubstep EDM song. I don't expect everybody to go crazy about it in high school at least. It, I understand I, I, that completely. I'll go crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're, we're but no, it, it's 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 definitely gonna be uh, definitely very upbeat, very fast paced, and I'm excited for people to hear. It. Are, you, are you dedicating the song to anybody, or is it just you know a toss yeah, out? Any shout outs? Any shout outs? You know, I gotta I gotta, <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of like. I, shout, I guess I shout out the people that are always there and always supporting no matter what and always there giving back feedback, whether it's like criticism or like, oh, it's a good song. Those are the people I shout out because those are the true ones and the people that are, they're always there for me. So shout out to you. Well, I mean, I uh, um, I remember you showed me something earlier. What was that? The, the thing that you got out of English to get? Um Oh yeah, that letter. That letter. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the other so yeah, that's uh, yeah. I just play tennis a bit. Um, a, a bit. A bit. What, come on. Let's not be yeah. Come on. Let's not be modest here. Yeah. So um, I had a good year in tennis this year. I um, I finished second in state for team and then individuals. I also got second. I had a really close match in the end. Really disappointing. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Oh, I'm sorry, hey, I'm sorry. He was there, you weren't. I don't know if you remember. What do you mean I was <laughs> I was <laughs> there. Hey, I was there. You weren't playing, though. That's not my fault. Anyways, <laughs> um, I got a letter today that said I got all Nevada, or, yeah, all Southern Nevada for tennis, which was kind of cool. I mean, I'm competing with, like, big really schools good. like Faith and Palo, and I, I made the list, which was kind of cool. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I do. That's for the people that are listening. Yes, I do have hobbies outside of uh, music. Outside of music and school. Look at this. Wow. Yeah. Now, he's really living by the nitty gritty, saying jack of all trades, master of none. He's doing it all. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, <clears throat> how long have you been playing? Been playing yeah. for tennis. Um, I've been playing probably like seven years competitively. Probably maybe about four. But um, so out of high school. Yeah, pretty much all of high school I've been playing competitively. It's it, times are sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's very stressful. But um, no, I mean, I, yeah, although it's my senior year and although I did get second, I felt like my hard work did pay off because I mean I played probably the best set of my life in that last um, that last match I've ever played. So was it? It was fun to watch. Was yeah, there. good times. Yeah, it was memorable times. Very exciting. Um, I, I, I want to talk about the, our, our um, well, if it's okay for you, uh, our, you know, obviously our longtime rivalry with Boulder City. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had an interesting experience with Boulder City how, this year. You know, how things were, were going and how things are going to go. So for, for some background here, our school, the Meadows, big rivals with uh, Boulder City and tennis. Yeah. It's like a... You know, yeah, it's, it's like it's like a big rivalry. It's yeah. a it's a big it's the, it's the talk of the town. It's, really, it's, it's, it's a big thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. It. I mean, we we were very competitive with them this year. I mean, we uh, we won our first match against them at Boulder City. Got hot. It got a little hostile. I mean, the the trash talk between two teams. Oh, we did smack them. Though. We did smack them. Yes, we did. I mean, we we. Cocky over here. Okay. Hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Um, I mean, we. <laughs> We um, we we smack talked with each other. Coaches got in it. I mean, that's sports. It's gonna get a little heated sometimes. We took care of ter- we, sorry, we took care of business, and um, then we played them again in um, regionals, 
also took care of business there, and and I mean, and it came down to the match of the century. It came down to the most the most important match. I mean, they made a they made a smart transition with their doubles pairings, and I, it's some some points just didn't go our way. We had chances, we had plenty of match points, and it was a close game. It was very close. It was like ten eight, and um, I mean, as a team, we we fought hard, and sometimes sometimes things don't go your way, and that's what happened. But it is it happens sometimes, you know, but. There's always, uh, and for those that are coming back this next year, hopefully they work hard in the summer. I hope they do. And hopefully they can avenge I really us. Do. So, yeah. <sighs> they, I, I really hope they can, you know, they can prove something next year. But well, they need no to. pressure. They need to because those, those Boulder City coaches think they're the best. Someone's got to well, show them. They, they can thank that for now because we got, I mean, we got, we got, we got Philippe. We got Philippe. Yeah, I mean, at the, but we saw. I mean, one man can't win us a state championship. Well, who, who was wait, whoa, wait, wait! Who was the one man for us? Who's the one man you're referring to? Let's hear it. Well, it's obviously me, right? <laughs> it was obviously Kevin. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not. I'm no. I mean, I'm, it, it, I can't. I can't say that because no matter what, I I can't play all the matches. It's it's not just me. It's it's everybody. No, but you did have one of the best records out of that team, right? So. Yeah, I mean, why? But that's that's the thing, that's the thing. When you, when you see the overall score, you see Boulder City State Championships. I mean, I mean, you're not going to see Peyton win three and zero because that's 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 not what's going to happen. Even if, it, it, even if we did win, you don't see that. You see the the team. It, right, it's not right. individual, unless you're like talking about the individual state championship. Then you see stuff. No, it's like my uh, like my middle school football coach used to say. Newspaper isn't gonna read. You lost by one point. Joseph Taylor had twelve touchdowns. It's gonna read you lost. <laughs> You're not wrong there. Read. You're not wrong at all. Especially since I was a lineman, so I wasn't gonna. Have <laughs> I guess that's just how it goes. No, that's fair. That's completely fair. So you also, um, so right now it's it's what, basketball team. Yeah. You also on the basketball team. Varsity. We are. I am on varsity. I'm not. I'll, I'll be the first one to admit I'm not the best at basketball. I'm but not you the are best. on varsity. I, I'm a senior. <laughs> yes, hey, I'm on varsity. Um, but and then someone needs to uh, keep the seats for. Him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a fun experience. No, the guys are the guys are great, and um, I mean everybody's supportive. I, mean, I might not be the best player on the team, but like the the guys are always there for me, and well, I'm always there for them. Well, I mean it's hard for you to play right now because you got COVID. So I mean, oh yeah, no, no, yeah, COVID definitely took me out for a bit. But no, um, it's the guys are great. I mean. Everybody's there, and we have one common goal. I mean, our, we have a nickname on our team because uh, our coach Claude he he told us to make a nickname for us to, so so we like we're more of a group, and it's, uh, it's the Thirteen Killers. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> so, I mean, everybody out there. Are, I mean, one of our main goals is to we we need to be more like physical, more aggressive because we got we got two killers. On our team, Jake and Sean, those guys, they go after it. But our goal is to get 13, everybody, to go yeah. after it. Because oh. that, that's the thing. I mean, you're the other team, and we just keep making subs and subs. But that doesn't matter because we're all going coming at them with that aggression. Yeah, it's not, it's not the five kills. It's the 13 kills. It's 13 kills. Absolutely. So that, that's what's going on with basketball for now. Good. I mean, and we're looking good. I mean, we're, we're really we're, – it's us and Axie. I true that's that's what I believe and I think I think we can beat them. I mean, we have a true shot. So 
We're excited for that. That was a good game. Except for Chris White, bro. 50 points. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Can't, can't forget Jake, though. Jake had like 36 in yeah. that game, too. No, that Jake was had, anyway, that was the second game of the week. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he's doing good. What, what's, what's your guys' record right now? Um, overall, we are 13-4, and four, and in, in conference, we are 7-1. and one. You think you guys can uh, – are you going to state this year? I mean, only time will tell. But um, right, right. I think we I think we have a good shot. I mean, I mean, we're probably in the regionals tournament. We can we can go in there second seed or first seed. I mean, we have an upcoming game against Democracy Prep. If we win that game, good chance we're the number one seed going in there. Obviously, we have to be top. We just have to get to the finals to get to the state. Obviously, we're going to try to be we're going to try to win regionals. Give us our best shot in Reno, but um, we're going to do whatever it takes to get to a state and. What's going to happen? I believe in you guys. It's going to happen. I believe in the dream team, baby. That's fair. That's fair. The dream team. People on the <laughs> podcast, who do you think would win in a race? Kevin Obviously me. I'm or Peyton? I'm literally uh, so leave fast. It leave it in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, hey, I used to be really fast. Used to be really fast? Hey, I used to be faster than that. The key word you're too. saying there is used. <laughs> hey, okay. That was, I, I still am. You know, I still believe it or not, I I don't I might not look let's like a fast go, guy. Let's, let's see you join the track team this year, Mister Fastman. What else you got going on? <laughs> you know, you and Anna could join the track team together. I, I don't think she's much of a runner. Wait, you know, it'd be a good, it's a perfect time to explain. <laughs> why not? See, we'll see. Kenny, why are you even saying? Yeah, uh, you got a point. See, so for, for the people out there, join the track team. We're expecting like at least 50 people on the track team. I suggest going to the track team. Come <laughs> <laughs> nicely, but. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, All right, we gotta wrap it up. Uh, thanks for listening, guys.